0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I won't touch your money, but I'll win some way. First, I'm going to go home and try mother. It's just possible I could find secondhand books and perhaps all the tuition need not be paid at once. Maybe they would accept it quarterly. But, oh, Uncle Wesley, you and Aunt Margaret keep on loving me. "'I'm so lonely and no one else cares.' "'Wesley Sinton's jaws met with a click. "'He swallowed hard on bitter words "'and changed what he would have liked to say three times "'before it became articulate. "'Elnora,' he said at last, "'if it hadn't been for one thing "'I'd have tried to take legal steps to make yours "'when you were three years old. "'Maggie said then it wasn't any use, "'but I've always held on. "'You see, I was the first man there, honey.' There are things, you see, that you just can't make anybody else understand. She loved him, Elnora. She just made an idol of him. There was that oozy green hole with thick scum broken, two or three big bubbles slowly rising that were the breath of his body. There she was in spasms of agony, and beside her, the great heavy log she tried to throw him. I can't ever forgive her for turning against you and spoiling your childhood as she has. But I couldn't forgive anybody else for abusing her. Maggie has got no mercy on her, but Maggie didn't see what I did, and I've never tried to make it very clear to her. It's been a little too plain for me ever since. Whenever I look at your mother's face, I see what she saw. So I hold my tongue, and I say in my heart, give her a mite more time. Some day it will come. She does love you, Elnora. "'Everybody does, honey. "'It's just that she's feeling so much she can't express herself. "'You be a patient girl and wait a little longer. "'After all, she's your mother, and you're all she's got but a memory, "'and might do her good to let her know that she was fooled in that.' "'It would kill her!' cried the girl swiftly. "'Uncle Wesley, it would kill her! What do you mean?' "'Nothing,' said Wesley Sinton, soothingly. "'Nothing, honey. "'That was just one of them fool things a man says when he's trying his best to be wise. "'You see, she loved him mightily, and they'd been married only a year, "'and what she was loving was what she thought he was. "'She hadn't really gotten acquainted with the man yet. "'If it had been even one more year, she could have borne it, "'and you'd have gotten justice. "'Having been a teacher, she was better educated and smarter than the rest of us, and— "'so she was more sensitive-like. "'She can't understand she was loving a dream. "'So I say it might do her good "'if somebody that knew could tell her, "'but I swear to gracious I never could. "'I've heard her out at the edge "'of that quagmire calling in them wild spells of hers off and on "'for the last sixteen years "'imploring the swamp to give them back to her. "'And I've got out of bed "'when I was pretty tired "'and come down to see "'she didn't go in herself or harm you. "'What she feels is too deep for me, "'I've got to respect in her grief, and I can't get over it. "'Go home and tell your ma, honey, and ask her nice and kind to help you. "'If she won't, then you've got to swallow that little lump of pride in your neck "'and come to Aunt Maggie, like you've been a-coming all your life. "'I'll ask, mother, but I can't take your money, Uncle Wesley. "'Indeed I can't. "'I'll wait a year and earn some and enter next year.' "'There's one thing you don't consider, Elnora,' said the man earnestly. "'And that's what you are to Maggie.' She's a little like your ma. She hadn't given up to it, and she's struggling on brave. but when we buried our second little girl, the light went out of Maggie's eyes, and it's not come back. The only time I ever see a hint of it is when she thinks she's done something that makes you happy, Elnora. Now you go easy about refusing her anything she wants to do for you. There's times in this world when it's our bounden duty to forget ourselves and think what will help other people. Young woman, you owe me and Maggie all the comfort we can get out of you. "'There's the two of our own we can't ever do anything for. "'Don't you get the idea in your head "'that a fool thing you call pride "'is going to cut us out of all the pleasure "'we have in life beside ourselves?' "'Uncle Wesley, you're a dear,' said Elnora. "'Just a dear. "'If I can't possibly get that money anywhere else on earth, I'll come and borrow it from you, "'and then I'll pay it back "'if I must dig ferns from the swamp "'and sell them from door to door in the city. I'll, "'I'll even plant them, "'so they'll be sure to come up in the spring.' I've been sort of panic-stricken all day, and I couldn't think. I can gather nuts and sell them, freckles sold, moths and butterflies. I've a lot collected. Of course I'm going back tomorrow. I can find a way to get the books. Don't you worry about me. I, I'm all right.' "'Now what do you think of that?' inquired Wesley Senton of the swamp in general. "'Here's our Nora come back to stay. Head high, right as a trivet. You've named three ways in three minutes that you could earn ten dollars, which I figure would be enough to start you.' "'Let's go to supper and stop worrying.' Elnora unlocked the case, took out the pail, put the napkin in it, pulled the ribbon from her hair, binding it down tightly again, and followed to the road. From afar she could see her mother in the doorway. She blinked her eyes and tried to smile as she answered Wesley Sinton, and indeed she did feel better. She knew now what she had to expect, where to go, and what to do. Get the books she must, when she had them, She would show those city girls and boys how to prepare and recite lessons, how to walk with a brave heart. And they could show her how to wear pretty clothes and have good times. As she neared the door, her mother reached for the pail. "'I forgot to tell you to bring home your scraps for the chickens,' she said. Elnora answered, "'There weren't any scraps, and I'm hungry again as I ever was in my life.' "'I thought you likely would be,' said Mrs. Comstock, "'and so I got supper ready.' "'We can eat first and do the work afterward.' "'What kept you so? I expected you an hour ago.' Elnora looked into her mother's face and smiled. It was a queer sort of little smile, and would have reached the depths with any normal mother. "'I see you've been bawling,' said Mrs. Comstock. "'I thought you'd get your fill in a hurry. That's why I wouldn't go to any expense. "'If we keep out of the poorhouse, we have to cut the corners close. "'It's likely this brushwood road tax will eat up all we've saved in years.' Where the land tax is going to come from, I don't know, gets bigger every year. "'They're going to dredge the swamp-ditch again. "'They'll just have to take the land to pay for it. I, "'I can't, that's all. "'We'll get up early in the morning and gather and hoe the beans for winter "'and put in the rest of the day hoeing the turnips.' Elnora again smiled that pitiful smile. "'Do you think I didn't know that I was funny and would be laughed at?' "'She asked. "'Funny?' cried Mrs. Comstock, hotly. "'Yes. "'Funny!' "'A regular caricature,' answered Elnora. "'No one else wore calico. "'Not even one other. "'No one else wore high, heavy shoes. "'Not even one. "'No one else had such a funny little old hat. "'My hair was not right. "'My ribbon invisible compared with the others. "'I did not know where to go or what to do, "'and I had no books. "'What a spectacle I made from them!' Elnora laughed nervously at her own picture. "'But there are always two sides the professor said in the algebra class that he never had a better solution and explanation than mine of the proposition he gave me which scored one for me in spite of my clothes well i wouldn't brag on myself that was poor taste admitted elnora but you see it is a case of whistling to keep up my courage i honestly could see that i would have looked just as well as the rest of them if i'd have been dressed as they were we can't afford that so i have to find something else to brace me "'It was rather bad, Mother.' "'Well, I'm glad you got enough of it.' "'Oh, but I haven't,' hurried Elnora. "'I just got a start.' "'The hardest is over. "'Tomorrow they won't be surprised. "'They will know what to expect. "'I'm sorry to hear about the dredge. "'Is it really going through?' "'Yes, I got my notification today. "'The tax will be something enormous. "'I don't know as I can spare you, "'even if you are willing to be a laughing stock for the town.' "'With every bite Elnora's courage returned, "'for she was a healthy young thing. "'You've heard about doing evil that good might come of it,' she said. "'Well, mother mine, it's something like that with me. "'I'm willing to bear the hard part to prepare for what I'll learn. "'Already I've selected the ward building "'in which I shall teach in about four years. "'I'm going to ask for a room with a south exposure "'so that the flowers and moths I take in from the swamp "'to show the children will do well. "'You little idiot!' said Mrs. Comstock. How are you going to pay your expenses? Now, that is just what I was going to ask you, said Eleanor. You see, I've had two startling pieces of news today. I did not know I would need any money. I thought the city furnished the books, and there is an out-of-town tuition also. I need ten dollars in the morning. Will you please let me have it? Ten dollars, cried Mrs. Comstock. Ten dollars? Why don't you say a hundred and be done with it? I could get one as easy as the other. I told you, I told you I couldn't raise a cent. Every year expenses grow bigger and bigger. I told you not to ask for money. I never meant to, replied Elnora. I thought clothes were all I needed and I could bear them. I never knew about buying books and tuition. Well, I did, said Mrs. Comstock. I knew what you would run into. But you were so bulldog stubborn and so set in your way, I thought I would just let you try the world a little and see how you liked it. Elnora pushed back her chair and looked at her mother. "'Do you mean to say,' she demanded, "'that you knew, when you let me go into a city classroom "'and reveal the fact before all of them "'that I expect to have my books handed out to me, "'do you mean to say that you knew I had to pay for them?' "'Mrs. Comstock evaded the direct question. "'Anybody but an idiot mooning over a book "'or wasting time prowling the woods "'would have known you had to pay. "'Everybody have to pay for everything. "'Life is made up of pay, pay, pay.' It's always and forever pay. You don't pay one way, you do another. Of course I knew you had to pay. Of course I knew you would come home blubbering. But you don't get a penny. I haven't one cent, and I can't get one. Have your way if you are determined, but I think you will find the road somewhat rocky. Swampy, you mean, mother, corrected Elnor. She rose white and trembling. Perhaps some day God will teach me how to understand you. He knows I do not now. You can't possibly realize just what you let me go through today, or how you let me go. But I'll tell you this. You understand enough that if you had the money and would offer it to me, I wouldn't touch it now. And I'll tell you this much more. I'll get it myself. I'll raise it, and do it some honest way. I'm going back to-morrow, the next day, and the next— You need not come out. I'll do the night work and hoe the turnips. It was ten o'clock when the chickens, pigs, and cattle were fed, the turnips hoed, and a heap of bean vines was stacked beside the back door. End of Chapter 1